Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of AUSU's Open Mic Podcast. We have a great show for you today. I'm Karen Fletcher, your Vice President External here at AUSU, and today we're going to talk about some of the research courses that AU has. Both the Faculty of Science and Tech, as well as the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences, have a number of different courses where you can do your own project um, as part of your degree. And we have today Viv Kumar, who is the Faculty of Science and Technology's Assistant Dean of Research. He also supervises some of these courses, as well as David Boulanger, who's a fourth year computer science student. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Um, so to start, could, we, could you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do at AU? We can start with you, Viv. Thank you, Karen. Uh, my name is Viv Kumar. I'm the Associate Dean of Research and Innovation in the Faculty of Science and Technology. Also, I'm a Professor of Computing and Information Systems in the School of Computing and Information Systems at the Mask University. Uh, my research interests are mostly in the area of artificial intelligence applications to education. And that's my passion for the last 35 years or so. And uh, at the Pasca University, it's a wonderful place for me to be placed at to explore this particular research. Thanks. And David, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role here at AU? Yeah, sure. I've been a student at Athabasca since uh, several years. Uh, I've done uh, this uh, online learning uh, education for a great part of my life. In fact, I've been in school when I was young. So it was kind of my uh, uh, part of my education to do distance learning in Athabasca was a great place for me to uh, get to a higher education. And uh, as part, uh, I was doing some kind of part-time study and uh, it allowed me to do uh, some um, work uh, beside uh, what I like to do at Athabasca, study, studying computing applied mathematics, in addition to do a research uh, with uh, Professor Viv Kumar. Awesome. So David, I know you've done a research project or course. Can you tell us which course you took and a little bit about your project? Yeah, sure. So uh, at this point, I'm uh, registered in the uh, Comp 495 and 496 uh, courses, and uh, I'm look currently planning also to um, take a project course or research course in the Math 492 and 495, just maybe to give some context. I'm enrolling in the Bachelor of Science in Computing and also Applied Mathematics. So maybe what I will just describe about um, the research projects, uh, uh, the, these project courses in themselves, uh, my journey is a bit different from what uh, someone could uh, think could uh, be considered traditional. Uh, as for me, I had the opportunity to do some uh, research with Vive since uh, several years. And uh, what happened is that I had the, um, we uh, under, we have undertaken many uh, projects, research projects before I had the opportunity to register to these courses. So this uh, choice was very natural for me when I registered to come for 95. Uh, the, the project itself is about automated essay scoring. Uh, we have uh, published many papers, uh, Viv and I, about uh, these um, state-of-the-art technology, how to uh, automatically score the essay, uh, let's say K-12 stu students. And uh, by doing this research, uh, it was very easy for me uh, to uh, see how I could apply this for, for this uh, course project, in particular for 95 and 96. I'm taking the two of them uh, because we're kind of uh, targeting something a little bit bigger than what can fit within uh, one course project. But um, I'm very excited about this uh, 
possibility to uh, combine this research and these uh, projects, uh, these project courses. That's awesome. So you're you're creating a program. Is that the end goal for this project for you? Um, yeah, in fact, uh, it's um, automated this is carrying is about machine learning developing models. So machine learning, yes, we have to program, let's say, using Python, these models. And then we will um, use a natural, uh, yeah, natural language processing uh, techniques or link, uh, linguistic analysis tools to just parse uh, students' essays and then uh, translate this into quantitative numbers that, uh, in fact, in thousands of uh, hundreds or even thousands of uh, features that will be input into the machine learning model. And then at the end, we can give feedback to students over the quality of the RSA. So, yeah, it's, uh, part of it is programming and part the other part is data science. That's cool. So, Viv, unlike other AU courses, students have to submit a proposal before taking a project or research course, right? So how far in advance of registering should students begin working on that and what should they do to prepare? Well, capstone research uh, project courses as well as independent study research project courses, uh, they do require proposals from students. Uh, in, in fact, recently we included the, the RIPEN-based uh, work integrated learning research projects as well, in which students can propose a project. Um, and in all these cases, the students have to consult with a potential project supervisor. As part of the consultation, they can come up with the, the scope of the project and decide what they want to do. Uh, in addition, we also have a rather large list of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, potential projects uh, proposed by the FST faculty. So that's already been uh, listed and uh, available, made available to our students. So they can take a look at it and uh, talk to the corresponding professor to figure out what it is, what it entails. Uh, in a way, students can choose a project from this list or propose something that's completely new, even, uh, even on topics, uh, later topics such as xenobots, uh, cognification, or United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals, our space science, we do have two observatories. So space science projects are most welcome. Our innovations in computational biology, creativity in architecting, say, green buildings. So all these potential projects are readily available to our students. The only requirement is that they be aware of it and talk to the professors about it. And that will actually help them over time decide which area they would like to explore and establish themselves. Uh, typically, I would say most students connect with me uh, about a month before they start their project. That's usually sufficient because these students already have a good idea about their research explorations. But if you're not sure, for instance, like a ripen project where the projects are decided by, uh, by the industry partners, then I would recommend an extra couple of weeks or so, so that the students can connect with these industry partners and pick uh, the one that's right for them. Of course, students are most welcome to connect with me at any time in, in their student journey, study journey, to match their research interests uh, with the potential uh, projects coming up in the market. That's really interesting. I know as an AUSU exec, I spend a lot of time talking to faculty. And um, that, that means my experience is really different than some of the other students who don't spend as much time connecting to to the professors at AU. And if you had a student who you knew was, um, 
was nervous about reaching out to a faculty member just because they had never done this before. What advice would you give them? Uh, recently, we started a number of what we call uh, <clears throat> uh, research clusters. So mm -hmm. research clusters imply that a number of professors and grad students and undergrad students come together and casually talk about research in those areas. I, I think this is a wonderful starting place for our students. They don't have to contribute if they don't want to. They can simply listen in and they can pick and choose when they want to come in or they can even visit the pages, web pages of these research clusters to get to know what out, out there exists for them as potential projects. So they can get information informally or formally. And they don't have to talk to professors, they can talk to fellow students like David, for instance, connect with them and get to know what's available. So they have to take a little bit of initiative to come into these bundles, uh, what we call research clusters, uh, to get that information. In fact, when they connect with me, that's what I would advise. The very first thing you need to do is, even before you talk to me, go take a look at this cluster or these two clusters or these three different clusters, and then figure out where you want to focus on or figure out who you want to connect with. And then we can, we can have a good conversation as to what could be a potential project topic, whether it's going to be work integrated learning or otherwise, whether it's going to be funded or otherwise, all those discussions can then happen afterwards. Awesome. So David, when you were looking at doing a project, did you have lots of ideas that you had to narrow down or did was it easy for you to be like, oh no, this is exactly what I wanted to do? What was that process like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, it was quite easy given my uh, research, uh, I would say journey <laughs> with Aviv. And just to maybe follow up with uh, what Aviv just mentioned, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, get a research assistantship since uh, several years and uh, have the opportunity to network with uh, fellow students. And uh, I will talk from my perspective, but sometimes um, if I would have uh, to um, choose a course project, but at the beginning of this research project, I would have a little bit struggle with uh, the idea or the orientation of the project itself. But uh, one of the main obstacles I think I would have faced is uh, the um, idea that when we don't know something, uh, it, do it does not mean that this something cannot be the right orientation for your research. So mm -hmm. if I'm just put this very practical, uh, I had no idea about um, uh, what uh, analytics, what is analytics in itself, data science. It, this uh, field has uh, taken a lot of importance in the last decade. But uh, when I started uh, or enrolled in my uh, in this undergraduate degree at Athabasca, uh, I don't I didn't have any idea about data science. And uh, by doing this research, that's given me a lot of insights about um, all of these different, um, in fact, um, even I have been researching a learning analytics and maybe uh, this is not necessarily what the students will pursue in life. However, knowing how to deal with the, these um, decision-making process, analytics and artificial intelligence is a really huge uh, asset to any field that I would like to pursue uh, as a carrier. So as for me, uh, automated assist scoring has been a, a field that I explored um, uh, maybe uh, since uh, four or five years. And uh, this became uh, very obvious with the years that this was a very good workbench for me to practice uh, data science and to do even uh, several publications. And then the next step 
which uh, uh, I wanted to undertake as part of this um, project course becomes very obvious given this uh, past journey. Yeah, one of the things you mentioned was an RA ship. And for our listeners that don't know, that's a research assistant ship. And I think that's one of AU's best kept secrets. I've talked to a number of students over the last couple of weeks that have been involved helping with research of their professors. And it's something that I wish I had heard about earlier um, in my student career, because it seems like a really fantastic opportunity. Hmm. Um, and I know that that's something that I've heard from history professors and from, from really a variety of people. I know we're talking science today on this show, but um, to our listeners in the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences, um, there are some really interesting opportunities they have. And it seems like you just need to connect with the professor and say, you're interested and do they have any opportunities? And sometimes there are some really cool things going on behind the scenes that you can get involved in. Um, so Viv, what makes a good project for one of these courses? How can a student know if what they're thinking is, is the right size or too big or too small? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> the scope of a research project is about uh, 120 to 140 hours of work which I believe is about three credits worth of a course. Uh, if, of course, this, the scope is bigger, and then we do allow students to consider translating their work to two, three credit courses, earning up to six credits. So it all depends on scoping of a project. Uh, and as I said before, scoping is done in consultation with the supervisor, even though the list of projects that we provide to our students, it simply provides a brief description it could be several projects, even some master's or even doctoral level projects could be, uh, could be embedded in that description. So mm. what students need to do is talk to the supervisor and scope it up so that they can have a very clear idea about what could be accomplished in those 120 hours of their work. For instance, in case of software development, uh, the student can choose a list of functionalities and a specific research outcome as the scope. Uh, in the case of, say, a discursive or a synthesis project, uh, the number of uh, research articles they are supposed to read, synthesize, that itself can determine the scope. So scope is essentially, it depends on what the student and the supervisor agrees to do, agree to do uh, under that project. Uh, <clears throat> most students uh, also take the undergraduate research methods courses that give them an excellent introduction to the world of research. And mm. And these research methods courses, as they look at uh, the methods and uh, the type of uh, research that have been conducted in each of these methods, that gives them an idea as to what could be accomplished in three months in about 120 hours. So in, all, in, in some cases, of course, students explore uh, without really a, a deep understanding of where they would actually end up. It's perfectly fine because as long as they have space in their program plan, they can extend their COM 495 or uh, uh, other science uh, 495 research methods, research project courses into 496 and another okay. three extra credits. So the scope is, it's kind of a, a flex, I would say, uh, positioning in which students can have a vague idea of where they want to stop but if it's too, truly interesting to them, they can continue the work into another course or even a third course if possible. That's that's awesome. It's nice to hear that there's that level of flexibility because I know as a student, I always feel like I should have all my ducks lined up in the row before I start. Um, and to be able to have that agile kind of approach as you go is 
is a bit of a relief, I think, for some for some students. Oh, yeah. Most importantly, research doesn't mean that on day one, I start doing research and then until I complete my 120 hours, I continue to do my research. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the times they would do maybe 60, 70 hours of actual research, looking at the data and doing the analysis and relating it to the literature, et cetera. But then there's also this component of writing it. So right. what I typically do is at the two third uh, progress, I invite my students to stop, take stock, put it down in paper as to what they have done so far, and then decide how much more time they actually have to complete, uh, to proceed with their research. So it's not, as I said, it's an agile process. Uh, the goal is for us to introduce our students to research. That's an important part of uh, what we do here uh, in these research projects. So it's not like I must do 120 hours of work. <laughs> it's very flexible in that sense. Oh, that's cool. That that I feel like so relieved just to hear that. <laughs> Um, I'm having to sign up for my math 495 in the next few months. So this is something that I'm very interested in. This comes at a good time. So David, having like been in the course, is there anything you would have done differently or advice you'd wish you'd been able to give your past self uh, things you wish you'd known? Yeah, in fact, uh, I would say this is uh, still very closely related to the uh, research assistantship. Uh, as for me, it was very beneficial, and maybe uh, I was uh, hired a research assistant quite early in my undergraduate degree, but I would certainly advise others and uh, even myself to have done this earlier, and especially if you're looking to uh, um, to enroll in, into a graduate degree afterwards, because research will uh, be part of any uh, higher education you you want to get uh, above undergraduate degree so this and the other part i would say is to be it, it's it's about a research mindset research mind research is can may be considered as being uh, concerned with detail which is uh, great however research is also about uh, um, taking risk even doing fail, failure but we can still um prove our learning through these process. And this, um, I think, can uh, relieve a lot of pain accept, accepting that. And this is, um, I would say, the, the path I took to um, get to this final project, I would not necessarily take a different step or whatever. However, it's a mindset that I wish I had earlier to be more permissive in some way, to take, uh, to enjoy more the risk of doing research, which is a very great, uh, I would say opportunity a privilege to do. And, um, you know, I am a perfectionist person and this sometimes can play some, uh, some tricks. And, and knowing to end up this in the research setting was a great uh, opportunity for me, I would say in the, my personal development. That's awesome. One of the things you mentioned is grad school. And I know that that's a big part of why AUSU is focused on research right now. Um, we're having a research week and and the, the thrust behind that was wanting to be able to set AU students up for grad school applications because it can be hard to get that experience um, unless you're proactive about it in an online school. And there are so many awesome opportunities um, at AU, but not everyone knows about them. So we're really thrilled to be able to, to have a chance to talk about this. I know a lot of the psychology students say that having those research courses in on that transcript is something that has really helped them get into grad school. And so, um, yeah, we're happy to be able to be part of the conversation about why that's so important. Um, 
so David, what's your favorite part of doing the research course so far? And, and what do you feel that you're getting out of it? Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, there are two things. I think Athabasca is a really great university uh, because it empowers learner and it mm. allows us to be self-learners. And this is, I would say, part one of what is great about Athabasca, while research is about a, a second part. And this is, uh, you know, being self-learners is learning something that currently exists. However, being able to learn something that does not exist, where there are very few experts, and knowing that I can learn a really, uh, really something uh, new and uh, even, I would say, overwhelming by myself is a really um, rewarding part of it. So research is about that, being not only a self-learner, but the autonomous learner and pushing the, the, the frontier of learning. That, that's what uh, I think research is all about. Mm -hmm. And are you planning to go to grad school? And what do you want to study in grad school? If you Yeah, yeah, I would like to pursue um, a graduate degree, uh, a master or even a PhD. In fact, uh, this research has, uh, has helped me not to see uh, with some mountain in this. I remember having this feeling when I was an undergraduate that uh, PhD studies or uh, master's degree studies kind of uh, some, a level where we don't see us one day even reaching these levels. Mm. However, research has, has helped me or as making this opportunity or this horizon kind of being, uh, kind of uh, becoming a reality for me just naturally. So I don't see this as something impossible or very overwhelming, but just uh, as uh, the next step of my journey. That's cool. All right. So here at AUSU Open Mic, we have a bit of a tradition where we cap off the show with some some rapid fire questions, just fun ones. So um, I'll ask, and I think we'll go to David first and then V for each of them. So would you rather have a time machine or a magic wand? Oh, I would say I'm a very practical guy. So I'm not very, very oriented towards science fiction or whatever. So I would, I think I won't pick either. <laughs> That's fair. Um, how about you, I certainly pick uh, the time machine. I am a science fiction guy. I'm a fan of Asimov. But the interesting part is having some interest in science fiction also gives me legs to under explore how we can make machines do the work, make the machines predict things, make the machine uh, kind of explain what happened in the past and also predict what's going to happen in the future. I would pick a time machine no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I would pick a time machine just to get those extra few hours in a day. I don't need to like go and leave my house and do things. I just need, you know, some extra time to, to get some more work done. So next, should peanut butter be crunchy or smooth? That's a very easy answer to question. <laughs> a very question, easy to answer. Sorry about that. Uh, in fact, the ones you prefer. <laughs> well, That's I funny. would prefer crunchy. Uh, because I, I can have both crunchy and if I crush them, I can get smooth. All right, practical. You just need a blender. You can have both. All right. Would you rather go to an art museum or a history museum? History museum. I think we can learn a lot from the past, not to mm -hmm. repeat the mistakes of the past. I prefer not history, but uh, yes, history is, <laughs> is my choice as well. That's fair. Me too. I uh, I live in Ottawa, which is the capital, and we have a fantastic mm. history museum just on the other side of the river in Gatineau that I love. So mm. is your desk clear or cluttered? 
Can I predict um, it for you, David? Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> I've known him for a long time, and I think his uh, desk would be absolutely pristinely clean and uh, organized. That is the impression I get. Are we right, David? Yeah, I think so. It's not always clean, but I like clean stuff. <laughs> That's fair. How about you? On the other hand, I wouldn't want to show my desktop to you, desk for you folks. <laughs> it's yeah. more not books or articles that they are there in one part of the desk. But uh, I have two desks actually connected to each other. I have about twenty different uh, computer computing artifacts sitting all over and trying to talk to each other. That's this cluster cluttered. We have so. My husband has a lot of computers because he's a software engineer and has some older ones. And we have so many that actually one of my professors at a video call asked me where I was in a computer lab. And I was like, this is my house, actually. Um, and so finally, is cereal soup? <laughs> okay, that's funny because cereal for me is a computing term. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, no, here, so, no, no, it's sweet. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's a good distinction. And then soup would be savory. Okay. Oh. Well, for me, it is soup because uh, I'm from India originally, and we used we are used to having sweet soups. So mm. in that sense, cereal with milk and honey is uh, sort of a soup. These are the things students execs talk about when we're not dealing <laughs> with student financial aid. Um, uh, so thank you so much for coming. It's been fantastic to have you both. Um, undergraduate research is a topic we're really happy to learn about. And there are a bunch of different things happening at the end of January. So if you're listening to this, check out AUSU's research page on our website. And this has been another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks, Karen. It was uh, great to meet you. Thanks, Karen.